Today's episode of the Gold Cast is sponsored by Greatness. We are watching Greatness. It is insane. This is incredible. I, I, I keep, I feel like a broken record because lately I just come on and talk about just the greatness of this team. But you know what? How many times have we sat and had to sit through Goldcast and talk about the 49ers' inability to win? So it's great that we can come on here and have a balance and the flip side. And this has been awesome. I'm getting a lot of great feedback about these solo Goldcasts. And I've also had a lot of fans telling me that these Goldcasts have got them watching the Golden State Warriors. This has always been, you know, the Goldcast has always been historically a 49ers-centric podcast but apparently we've converted a lot of you and i think that's great because this is truly greatness i'm gonna run down so much of it when we get past the intro there's so much to talk about but first of course you can find us on itunes stitcher wherever great podcasts are sold for free you can uh, follow us on youtube.com slash the gold cast you can follow us on twitter.com at the underscore gold cast like subscribe follow us leave us a rating you know what we have so many great fans so many fans that interact with us i need you to do me a favor i need you to go onto itunes and leave a five-star review say hey love those gold cast guys they're the best give us a five-star review it helps us get bumped up in the search engines it helps the algorithm to get us to the top so all my friends through the Goldcast, all my Goldcast friends, because I don't just consider you guys subscribers, I consider you my friends. We talk all the time on a variety of different social media form- formats. All you guys, do me a favor, go on to iTunes and give us a review, wherever you are, you get this podcast from. I don't care which platform you do it. Give us a review, drop us five stars, tell the world, help spread the message of the Goldcast. All right, we're going to get into it. Game four is in the books. How sweep it is. How sweep it is. It is done. So many insane numbers. So much history making. We're going to get into it. Here we go. Your professor of fanalism is here. Class is in session. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay and your number one source for used IKEA products. I'm your host, Rudy Suisse III, the Latino Lando in the building, Rudy Three. Let's go. All right, here it is. It's in the books. It is done. That was one tough ass game. Oh my God. Portland, I have to give it up. They fought to the end. They, ne- they, they were determined to at le- least win one game at home and bring the series back for a game five. You know, no team wants to get swept. And I just, I just have to tip my hat off to Portland because they, they really played like champions in that, in that fourth game. I was very impressed. They did not make it easy. Warriors finally win in overtime in just a tough tough matchup 119 to 117 this game I knew this game was going to be tough but that first quarter starts Warriors are playing pretty strong they're looking pretty good and then 
the second quarter happens and you start to see it starting to slip a little bit. And Miles Leonard for the Portland Trailblazers drops 25 points in the first half of the game. I mean, he really, I feel like he really single-handedly injected Portland with the confidence that they really needed. They just needed somebody who wasn't jaded. And Miles Leonard really did that. 25 points, the most points he's most points he's ever scored in his entire basketball career, even going back to college. He's never made this many points in a game. He drops 25 in the first half, really injects them with a new life. Third quarter comes around, and you just don't see that flurry from the Warriors. It's not that aggressive. And in fact, Portland's able to withstand it. In fact, they, they outscored us in the third quarter, 26 to 22 points, to our 22. And then the fourth happens, and the Warriors turn it on. And Draymond really set the tone in this game. We go with 14. We go on a 14 to 3 run that basically eradicates their entire lead. And then we finally get the lead, but we can't hold on to the lead. And then, of course, we have to go to overtime. There was the the travel call on Steph, which seemed unnecessary, that that step back, but the shot was beautiful. I also don't fully understand how they didn't call the foul on Steph going up into the paint for the shot, but whatever. You know, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, belittle the refs. This was a full team effort. Everybody from the entire Warriors played, and Steph didn't even take a break in the second half at all. There's so many numbers I'm going to run by with you guys. So many numbers. But Steph literally played every second from the third quarter into overtime. We get into overtime. Man, you could see both teams look really gassed. And the Warriors outlast the Portland Trailblazers, outscore them 8-6 to six to win by just two points. The final play of the game, they pop it out to, uh, they pop it out to Damian Lillard. He hits the corner, turns. Clay is all the way up in his face, and that's all it took. If you watch that shot, if you watch the shot, it's going down, and it lands just a little shy in front of the basket. You know, it hits the rim and comes down. It's shy of the basket, and that is, again, goes to the defense of Clay. All he knew he had to do was jump straight up, so Damien has to compensate for the height of his arm in front of him, so he has to shoot it up over the arm, and, of course, that allows the ball to be short, and boom, Warriors win the game, 119 to 117. So let's talk about some numbers. I have so many for you guys. So first of all, this is the first time two players from the same team have had a triple-double in the post. You had Steph with uh, 37, 12, and 11. Dre, 18, 14, and 11. That's 37 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. Dre with 18 points, 14 rebounds, 11 assists. First time that's ever happened. This is the first time in over 20 years that a team has come back from a 15-point deficit to win three consecutive games in the postseason. That hasn't happened in over 20 years. The big one. This is the first time since the 50-60 Celtics that a team has gone to five finals in a row magic's lakers couldn't do it jordan's bulls not even lebron's heat or his cavaliers this is the first team to go to five 
championships in a row in over 50 years. Curry had 146 points in this series. It's the most points a player has ever scored in a sweep in the post. That's just insane. This game... This game was really won in that fourth quarter, and it just went back to basics. I think the fourth quarter was really telling. The three was not landing for either team, but it really wasn't landing for the Warriors. And instead of panicking, as you've seen them do in the past sometimes, they start going in this panic mode. They did that against the Clippers even in the first series. They get into this panic mode, and they start just trying to rain threes, and they're, 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 t- make, they're, they're trying to take really hard shots and just trying to force something that isn't going. What do they do? They stayed calm. And it was two things. It was just, it was literally just the same two things over and over defensive rebounds and then going, driving into the paint. And then they tried again towards the end of the fourth to get those threes to land and it wasn't working. They were trying it a little bit in the beginning of that overtime and then they went back again. Defensive rebounds, drive it into the paint. Defensive rebounds, drive it into the paint. Get the two, get the two, get the two. Quit going for the glory three. And the Warriors have not always done that in the past. And I think the way they played the game and their ability to catch themselves and to not do that here in this game really shows the level of maturity, confidence, and patience that they have in themselves as a team now. You have not always seen that. You didn't even see it in the first series against the Clippers. We saw a little bit of this panic mode that they would go into. You know, they, they, they let the game get a little bit ahead of themselves. And this run has been so surprising, so shocking to me to see what these guys have been have been able to do and just the level of maturity and focus this is truly a championship team and i don't care who we face in that next round they have a hell of a battle on their hands just a hell of a battle uh let's go back to some of the other heroes kevin looney i mean what what can we say that hasn't been said kevin looney uh 12 points 14 rebounds just crazy crazy good really really impressive he has just stepped it up like no tomorrow clay was clay he was there and we needed him i mean literally every guy played everybody played even got four points from andrew bogut this has been very much as felt like a time machine and we're seeing the warriors of old and it's incredible but we need all hands on deck and so i'm very much looking forward to iggy being back uh kd being back and boogie being back but Iggy goes down before this game. He goes down in game three. And I was pretty nervous. I was going to gold cast, but it was a Saturday. And I was like, ah, no one's going to hear it. I'll just, I'll just, I'll put it out on Sunday. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit about it then. Again, another game where the Warriors looked like they were dusted and they managed to come back. The level of fight that is existing in this team right now. I'm saying that just the maturity, the confidence. You know, you get these playoff reps and you watch these teams over these years, they get these playoff reps and you watch a team maturate into a playoff winning team. You see this in football, you you see and you see it in basketball. Baseball, baseball too, you know, sometimes, you know, it's a little bit harder cuz it's, you know, it's a little bit more it's more sporadic about who goes, but you see these teams get these reps and the Warriors have just have so many reps at this level now. Just so many. They just know exactly what to do. They know exactly what to do to close out these games. And they're just calm, cool, confident, and aggressive. And, I mean, honestly, this is the greatest basketball team I've ever seen ever. 
This is the greatest basketball team I've ever seen. I've just never seen it. it this is such a team effort. There's no egos on this team. The, these guys play as one unit. It's absolutely incredible to watch, to watch these guys. They, basketball, I've never seen basketball this, on this level. I've never seen shooting like this. And the whole league has changed and has adapted to it, but still no one does it better than the originators. And so my heart, my, I have to tip my hat off to the Golden State Warriors because what an incredible run. Five years, guys. That's incredible. Man, so dope, so pumped. Those numbers were crazy. These guys are just dropping stats like there's no tomorrow. Dre, Draymond Green, he, 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 I, I talked about this before, you know, Myers gave him the challenge, you know, if you, if this team is going to win another championship, you need to get in the best shape of your life. You need to lose at least 15 pounds. Draymond goes and loses 23 pounds and he just turns the clock back. I mean, if you saw during the regular season, his shot had just really uh, dissipated. It just really had deteriorated. It was, it, it really, I, I was like, man, this guy cannot shoot for shit anymore. Pardon my language. Children of the gold cast. Don't curse. Listen to your parents. But he he has turned back the clock and the whole this whole thing runs through him again. And it is at its peak when Draymond can land his shots. He was talking about this even in the in the post-game press conference. When he can land those shots, if he does that, here's the thing. Portland's not gonna, they're not gonna cover him. So he's gonna have these wide open opportunities to hit these wide open threes. And he hit that dagger three in overtime. And that was the dag. That was it. Boom. That was done. I didn't even think he was going to make it. I was like, oh my God, it was nothing but net. And Draymond's not really a three-point shooter, but if if his confidence in his shot is back and they're leaving him wide open like that, that's just, that's so demoralizing for the opposing team. Because at that point, you're like, well, we're leaving this guy open because he's not supposed to make those. And now he's making those and we're getting punished for it. And though it's those little things, defensive rebounds, taking to the paint, Draymond finding a shot. It's those little collective things that, as a unit, put the Warriors above, just head and shoulders above the rest. God, I fucking love this team. It's so fucking dope. I'm so sorry. I mean, Chris, it's just so... God, it's so good. They're so good at basketball. God, San Francisco's the best. It's the best. It's the best city in the world. It's the best sports city in the world. We're so good at sports. And right now, we are so good at basketball. It is out of control. Third dynasty. Let's go. Damn, pumping me up. This is so sick. Anyways, I'm hyped. I'm super hyped. This has been incredible. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, did any of you guys see the Milwaukee-Toronto game yesterday? It was garbage. I'm, I'm sorry. It was garbage. It was total garbage. And and those guys are really good. I'm not, you know, I'm not getting all hot takey, but... I'm being honest. If that's the level of offense we're going to be facing in the next series, we're going to win 130 to 99, like literally, because those guys couldn't land a shot to save their lives. Double overtime, nobody is hitting anything. They're missing every single shot. My wife doesn't know a lot about sports, okay? But she loves basketball. And if my wife can sit there and notice that you guys are incapable of making shots, you are really incapable of making shots. She was like, what is going on? Like, none of these guys can hit a basket. She's like, these are the guys that, we have to, that we're going to face in the next round? And it's funny because today, this morning, I was listening to a lot of other pundits and, and, and basketball analysts. And a lot of guys that I really respect were saying the same exact thing that, 
man, that was a sloppy game. And that this that cannot be the game that you bring to the Golden State Warriors. I talked before, I was really intimidated by Milwaukee's depth. You know, they just have so many guys. Now, obviously, our bench has really come alive. And if all three of our boys are back, if Bogut's back, if Boogie's back, and KD's back, and Iggy's back, I just don't, I, I'm not even sure if they could, if that Milwaukee Bucks team that I saw yesterday, I'm not sure if they can beat us right now without, even without KD and Boogie. I just don't know if they can beat us because the lack of offensive firepower was just, it was just, it was bad. It was really bad. Toronto basically cost themselves, forced themselves to be in a second double, a double overtime when they uh, Siakam missed those those free point those th- those free throws, I was like, "Oh my god!" By the way, did you guys see Steph Curry uh, missing? <laughs> he went eighty one straight free throws, eighty one straight, dating back to twenty fifteen. I forgot that stat. Steph Curry had not missed a free throw in the postseason in eighty one attempts. He was laughing. I love that he was just laughing. He was like, "Well, had to happen eventually. Uh, at some point, that was going to happen." That was his first missed free throw since 2015. Uh, For those of you playing at home, that was four years ago. I was 12 years old four years ago. That was crazy. Couldn't believe it. He laughed. I laughed too. I was like, well, you know, like I said, had to happen at some point. He was like, eh, had to happen at some point. But going back to the game yesterday, I was really disappointed. And that's probably... I haven't, you know, uh, someone asked me about this. Someone, my boy Andy Laird, another big contributor to the podcast, always goes on. He asked me, you know, I was like, when do you watch these games? Like, are you at like the bar working? Are you, you know, do you do you see these games at home? And I was like, well, it's a mixture of the two. Like sometimes I'm at the bar working and then sometimes I watch these games at home. And the watching them in the bars here is just brutal, man. You literally, I'm surrounded by you know, 20 seats of LA people that want nothing more than the Warriors to lose. I'm like the only guy there. Every now and then we want someone else sitting there and maybe I'll get lucky and we'll be able to cheer together. But it can be very brutal. I've said this before. You think you hate LA teams until you move to LA. Because when you move to LA, you really, really hate LA teams. I even hate the Lakers now. Well, I just hate the Lakers because LeBron's on there. I can't, I, I've always rooted for the Lakers and the Warriors, both teams. I've said this before. I've always rooted for them. I just can't with LeBron on there. I can't. I just can't do it. It just, I have just no interest. I will, I will, uh, I will, I will, I will pick up my, my, my other team. I will, I will pick my love up for them maybe when LeBron leaves. But also, we've talked about this before. Warriors are moving back to San Francisco. If you open my chest right now, if you cut up on my chest, I'll tell you what's inside of there. I don't have a heart. I have a big S and an F pumping blood to my entire body. That's what's inside of me. Is is literally, it's the Pyramid Building, the Bay Bridge, the Golden Gate Bridge, and the Mission District, 23rd and Mission. Let's go. That's where I'm from. Born and raised. St. Luke's Hospital, baby. On the playgrounds where I spent most of my days. So this, like that is what is in my heart. So when the Warriors are moving back to San Francisco... What am I going to do, man? I, I'm sorry. I'm just, I am a true blue San Francisco guy. Like if, if this team is in the city now, I don't know if I'll ever be able to root for the Lakers again. Cause it's like, well, they're in the city, man. I, I, that's my, that's my town. You know, listen, we're, there's only, I don't care what New York says. There's only one, the city and that's San Francisco. It is the city. 
So I, I don't know what to tell you because that's just that's just my team and that's my town. And if my if my teams are in in the actual city, I I have a it's almost impossible to root for anybody else. That's just how my my body works. I'm telling you, if you literally if you put an X-ray to my chest, I don't think this is how X-rays work. But if you put an X-ray to my chest, you're gonna see that there's a big S and an F pumping blood to my entire veins. It's red and gold blood and a little bit of blue in there and a little bit of orange too. This is how it works. So yeah, so being here can be very frustrating, very intense. I just having to deal with all the shit talking from LA fans. And I've said before, LA fans are just so bitter. They're so bitter. Uh, and so, yeah, so sometimes I see them at the bar, sometimes I see them there. But so most of these Eastern conference games i really haven't had a chance to like sit and like really watch a lot of these games you know i'm seeing them as i'm working so i'm kind of just looking at them you know but again you know this isn't the this isn't the nba cast it's the gold cast so i the only the only teams i care about are our teams this is why you listen right so this is why you're why class is in session we're here to talk about these games so the the um this milwaukee toronto game was just so bad it was really bad. Like the offense, I was, I, I don't know, man. I got a huge load in front of them. That's all I'm going to say. Because like I said, if this is going to be the offensive firepower they're going to put out, it's going to be a long, it's going to be a short, short, brutal series for Milwaukee or Toronto. I think Milwaukee's probably going to win that series. It just looks like Toronto just doesn't have enough. And then I think that's it. And I think Kawhi is probably then going to go to the Clippers and that's going to really suck. Someone said today, which I thought was really interesting too, someone said today that they thought with KD not playing this whole series, this ensured that he was going to be gone. And I, I don't see why that has to be. I really don't. I don't think it's really set in stone. I think he's looking for that big contract. And I'll be honest, I think I think ownership wants to give him that big contract. They want they want KD front and center for next year for the Warriors. And I really hope they sign him to like a, I don't even know how they can afford this, but like a $300 million five-year contract and just he's ours forever you know because i i love what i'm seeing from the warriors but i want this whole unit to stay together forever i do i want them to stay together till they retire like or they get sold they get traded off when they're you know when they're in their twilight of the careers which also sucks but that's what i want to see i want to see this whole unit stay together and that's my question for you guys so here's my big question do you think now that you've seen this team without kd are you like screw it I don't care. They think they get rid of KD. It's, it's no problem. Or do you want to see this team with KD? Do you want KD to stay? Let me know. Sound off in the YouTube comments. Do you want to see KD stay? I have one piece of 49er news. Well, two. Two. Everyone, the buzz on this Jalen Hurd guy is huge. So maybe maybe we didn't mess up drafting him third. Maybe I would love to eat crow. I would love to eat crow on this, but the buzz on this Jalen Hurd guy is like out of control. And, you know, I mean, Kyle Shanahan under any system, and most players under, under the Kyle Shanahan system really seem to thrive. You know, they really, really, they really thrive. So in Shanahan, we trust, but I want to get to this bait click crap that David Carr said. David Carr said that Joe Montana isn't even his, in his on his list for top 10 quarterbacks because it was a system quarterback and it was Bill Walsh, which so so then then Tom Brady must not be in his top 10 either because Tom Brady is a system quarterback. Tom Brady is a product of the Bill Belichick 
system. And I, I heard someone say, well, it's e- it was easier for Joe because no one had seen the West Coast offense before. Yeah, no one had seen it before. So it's not like he'd seen it before. He still had to execute it. He still had to execute that system. And if that system was so easy and flawless, then he wouldn't have been bounced out of the playoffs three years in a row in the very first round. It's not like the, if, if, if it was just the system and, and that's all it is, then he would have just, then he would have won a million, a million Super Bowls. He only has four. So it's not like the system was flawless. He still had to go and execute it. He was the one that had to go into that huddle and tell that team that John Candy's in the stands, let's go win this game. He was the one that had to inject that belief and that confidence to do the impossible, to come back from certain defeat, to win some of the biggest and greatest games of all time. He is the owner of the perfect stat. 24, four rings, three MVPs, 11 touchdown passes, zero interceptions. I don't want to hear from David Carr, a washed-up quarterback who's never had success, who's never, never taken it to the level, never been at the top there, telling me that Joe isn't a top 10 quarterback, not even in the top 10? Are you out of your mind? Who the hell do you have in front of him? Elway? We smoked him. Marino? We smoked him. So who are you talking about? In fact, he had to go head-to-head against two of the best to win his Super Bowls, and we smoked him. Okay? Had to face the Bengals twice. Had to come back for certain defeat. Smoked him. So Joe, to say that Joe is a product of his system is to completely disregard everything that makes Joe great. And I'm going to say this, Niner fans. My 49er faithful, Goldcast Nation, don't even click on it. Don't give him, don't give him, it's just clickbait shit. That's all this is. This is just a bunch of clickbait crap. So just let it go. Who cares? Who cares what David Carr thinks? No one cares what David Carr thinks. That's, that's not a thing. So I don't care what David Carr says. I don't give a shit what some washed up quarterback who's never had success is going to try to tell me about the greatest quarterback that's ever played the game. Okay? The perfect stat. 24, I, can't, I don't know why I keep saying 24. <laughs> 4, 3, 11, 0. The untouchable stat. It is a perfect stat. Not even Tom Brady has it. Four rings, three MVPs, 11 touchdown passes, zero interceptions. It is, to me, the greatest QB stat in the world. So this thing about not in the top 10, I don't care about Peyton Manning. I don't care about John Elway. I don't care about Aaron Rodgers. I don't don't care about Brett Favre, Dan Marino. None of these guys. None of these guys have that stat. None of these guys were capable of that. None of these guys were capable in the biggest moments to make that happen. Elway lost three Super Bowls. Marino lost. His one never went back. Aaron Rodgers lost a Super Bowl. Brett Favre lost a Super Bowl. Okay? Montana has four. Tom Brady lost three Super Bowls. He's lost as many, almost as many Super Bowls as Joe Montana's won. So I don't want to hear none of this crap from David Carr and don't even, don't even feed into it. Okay, don't go post on him. Don't go hating on him because that's what he wants. He wants a thousand people to click a stupid, this stupid little article so they can read it and, and he can run the numbers up. It's some hot take bullshit and I'm not, I'm not into it. But we could talk about it on here because he ain't got nothing to do with us. I said, I don't care about David Carr. What has he ever done? What has he ever done? Who is he? Who, who makes him qualified to talk? He, he, didn't even, he had no success in this position. So who the hell is he to talk about that? 
Who is who is he to stand up to to Joe Montana? You're 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 a, you're a moment, an irrelevant moment, trying to compare yourself to a monument, trying to talk to a monument. So I don't want to hear it off off of David Carr. That's all I'm gonna say about that. That was ridiculous. And let it go. Doesn't matter. We're better than that. Who cares what David Carr has to say about anything? I say that to his face. I don't give a damn. All right, that's my rant. I'm done. I'm done. I, 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 had, I had to address that because that was ridiculous, and I'm done. I've said my piece. Joe's the greatest. I don't give a shit what anyone else says, especially someone named David Carr. So, as I said before, go into the comments here and answer the question, do you want KD to come back, or have you decided that they're fine without him? I'm going to tell you now, I want KD back. I want him forever. Okay? That's just, there's no debate on that. That's what I want. So go ahead. Go to youtube.com slash thegoldcast. Answer in the comments. Do you want Kevin Durant back? And then last thing, because karma's a bitch. Reuben Foster tore his ACL today. Did you guys see that? You guys see that on the news? Reuben Foster tore his ACL. Damn. Damn. <laughs> That's rough, boy. Karma's a bitch. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram at RudySolis3 and Twitter at RudySolis3RD. And if you're ever not sure how to spell that stuff, you can always just look in the description of this episode. And I always have my handles right there. Click add me talk to me. I love it. I'm always getting direct messages from Goldcast fans. We're, we, we're trading posts about um, 49ers. We're trading posts about the Warriors. Like I'm always chatting with all you guys. I love when you guys talk to me. And I oftentimes when you guys say good stuff, I love throwing that into the Goldcast. So anything you guys say can and will be used in an episode. To So reach out to me at RudySolis3, at RudySolis3RD. So concludes another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay and your number one source for used IKEA products. I'm your host, Rudy Slisa III, your professor of fanalism. Class has officially ended. We'll see you next time. Same Gold Cast time, same Gold Cast channel. Warriors Finals, baby, let's go! This is, this is the Gold Cast.